This is Jason Rushforth, and you're listening to the HRBB Podcast. Recording from our headquarters in Old Town Orange, welcome to the Hot Rod by Boyd Podcast. Welcome back. This is episode number 32 of the HRBB Podcast. I'm here once again with my buddy Chris Kyneton. How are we doing, my friend? Good. Good, good. Yeah, we got another calling guest. Uh, This time we got an artist. You might have seen his renderings. Uh, let's talk to our buddy Jason. What's up, buddy? Hey guys, thanks for having me. Yeah, man, thanks for being on, dude. So what's uh, what's what you been up to, man? How are things? You're up in the Pacific Northwest, right? Yep, up in Tacoma, Washington. Right on. And dude. Uh, winding down a uh, another good summer. Right on. What you anything but, uh, exciting this summer? Uh, it was fairly low key. Uh, I didn't even get out of town. I didn't go to Columbus or Louisville. Yeah, I didn't, but, uh, I didn't good, go to Columbus either this year. But yeah, I didn't go to Louisville gotta, either. You got to break it up. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's. Uh, I feel like sometimes I like getting out to the shows, but I feel like it's also taking me away from here. When It's like the, it's a yeah. busy time. You know, some of these shows. I'm going to go. That's why this year I'm going to go to Scottsdale. Good guys. Nice. So nice. that'll really be the only big show i do all year so it's hard to go to columbus and louisville in the dead of summer because oh, we have the nicest summers up here and it's just <laughs> africa right? hot down there man oh, dude it is hor- dude yeah. and you know what i i love the people out there because they just they, yeah they deal with it man I, I was in iowa last year and it was amazingly hot amazingly and it was just like yeah. wow but d- tons of people though tons of people walking around so yep no nah, yeah it, it's it's great, man. Yeah, but I don't blame you because, dude, up in the northwest, you got to be you got to have some really nice summers. Yeah, yeah, it's just nice and easy, barely any humidity. You don't have those crazy thunderstorms rolling in every day. Yeah, because then you probably have so it's a little hard to get out. But uh, good guys comes up here in July every year for shoot, over thirty years now. Yeah, right. And so- it's a it's a really good show. They've gotten up. Over twenty five hundred cars now. Wow. That's that's pretty good. That's I mean that's yeah, probably yeah. on par with uh, like a like Del Mar over here. Yeah, you know, yeah. Del Mar is a great. Except spectator we don't have room show. for an autocross. You don't? Yeah, you don't have room for an autocross. No, no. What? Where do they have it? Yeah, the the Walmart parking lot or they, something. What's going they on? don't have one here, dude. That's they crazy. Just don't have one. Yeah, well, I think is it space, but it's also the people that put them on at other shows you know because i mean yeah. the good guys puts it on but i mean they have a group of people that handle it right yeah yeah for sure and they would do it here if they had the real estate at the fairgrounds yeah Just, so there's it, not quite enough open area for it and the car count would suffer a little bit they'd probably have to cap it a little bit yeah nah, that sucks ah, but, well that's why you got to come down here you, you got to come down to yeah one of these perfect shows. excuse Right. Yeah. No, I get down. I get down to SoCal. I go to Del Mar, been to Pleasanton, a bunch of times. Yeah, Pleasanton. They're always great. Yeah, Pleasanton's a good show. It's the August show gets really hot though too. Talking about hot. Yeah. See, we're a bunch of wimps. You're up there in the Pacific Northwest. I'm down here by the beach, and it's all too hot for us. You know. Yeah, but (laughs) (laughs) get back to me in a month or two when it's still 75. Yeah, right. And uh, we're hunkered down for the winter. Yeah, I went to the Portland um, 
Portland Roadster show three years ago now. And it, yeah. we got in on Wednesday, and it did not stop raining the whole time we were there. Not even for <laughs> – I wouldn't even I'm say for five minutes, it seemed like. You know? Wow. Great. I mean, I, I like the, the area and all, but that was too much for me. I brought my bike. Yeah. I brought my bike up there, knowing I'd have like downtime because we had to load in on Wednesday, knowing the show didn't start till Friday, and I was like way too optimistic that I would get out and be able to ride. But I didn't because it was super wet. Yeah, they have some good mountain biking right up out of Portland and Sandy in one of their suburbs. Yeah, and then you get an hour in any direction. There's all kinds of stuff. I know. I need to make. I got a. a a bunch of friends now that have either moved or moved in the last few years or have lived up there up where you're at i need to just make a trip up there yeah our, yeah, one of our last on. podcast guests just went up that way right john which which one john isn't john mayo in washington now? oh yeah john mayo yeah he just you know john mayo just moved up there to vashon island oh yeah it's right across the bay yeah yeah does he mountain bike uh he said he does kind of he's got a gravel bike that he bought so Oh yeah, but you know how it is. Every a lot of people have bikes, but just it's the hardest part's just getting on them and getting out there. You know. Yeah. And especially yeah, you got to make it. A- you know, I don't know. I think it's like because I bike so much, like people go, "Uh, I go, you want to go riding?" And they're like, hey, "I haven't ridden in a while, man." I'm like, "I don't care. Let's go." <laughs> I'm like, I always, it's not a race. I tell people it's just like riding a bike. <laughs> yeah, it is, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so how did um? I, I want to. You know what? I mean. Let's let's rewind here on you because I want to get your backstory here. I want to get the go, yeah. the, the, go deep. I want to go deep. Yeah, yeah you, I, I we, we love having uh, or I love it when uh, an artist comes on because you know it always fascinates me how they got their beginnings and uh, you know I read about you and yeah. you went to uh, art school and you uh, graduated degree in visual communication, which I thought was yeah. really interesting. So it's kind of like <laughs> you, Steve, a little Thanks, bit, Steve. right? Yeah. Yeah, kind of. But one of one of my favorite college classes was actually a class called visual communication. So when I saw that, I was just like, "Whoa, that's that's that." I kind of, you know, it, it just you can execute a little. You you're able to like visualize your idea. So the execution of your idea is that that's the hardest part. And you know, I yeah, see some of your yeah. work, and you know, you, you've done some really nice stuff. So yeah, just take Thanks. us through like how that's how you started and like how, how that's helped you, man. Well, like all the designers, you know, just started out drawing cars every chance I got. And I I really leaned hard into modified cars right away. Like I was modifying Hot Wheels with fingernail polish I stole from my mom and drawing cars and planning modifications at really, really early ages. Then, uh, high school my electives were auto shop and art and then went into an associate's degree at a little tiny college in 1990 i took a year off after i graduated from high school in 89 and screwed around then went back to college and it was a weird time for design because computers were coming on strong but it was a tiny kind of underfunded college that didn't have a real great computer curriculum and everyone's software was getting updated every three months and they had some two-year-old version of Photoshop in 1990 (laughs) and I left there with a degree but I wasn't super well equipped to enter the workforce 
with the latest version of all the software and there was a recession I ended up working at a uh, paint shop for a little while and this guy specialized in painting race cars that was his niche because most of the top fuel cars in the last 40 years were built in the Northwest first by Al Swindoll and then Brad Hadman kind of took over from Al Swindoll and still makes a lot of the fuel cars. And this guy was painting most of them. And I thought that was the coolest thing ever. So I started working for him and he knew that I had a design degree. And so he would tell any customer that came in, you know, like the, the local sportsman guys that didn't have the budget to hire Kenny Youngblood or Steve Stanford to design their big effort. The local guys would come in and he'd say, here, pay Jason. He'll come up with something and then we'll paint it. And he didn't even leave it up for an option. And so that really got me started and gave me the confidence and got my foot in a lot of doors. And then just kept pounding away all through the 90s, getting some hot rod stuff and going to shows. Went to Pleasanton, my first ever out-of-state show in 92 and I met Tom Taylor and Troy Japan here and Jack all the same day on my 21st birthday. Oh, wow. I, I was, what, what, what a gift to yourself, huh? Oh man, it was incredible. Uh, and I was just over the moon and it was the same month that Troy's Buick came out on the cover of hot rod. And you know, back then you just, you wait, every month to see what the latest greatest thing on the cover of hot rod is yep that's the only and way then you, you just, knew about it. it it wasn't yeah yeah secrets definitely secrets were kept back then because oh yeah the, the information was being distributed by just a handful of people you know yeah yeah and you know they all had handshake deals with their favorite writer or publisher or editor yep and uh i'm sure you guys saw a bunch of that firsthand yeah Definitely, Hot Rod had the lock with your dad, yeah. and you know we just wait for these issues to come out and see what was going on at all these great shops. And I had just poured through that whole issue with the Buick and read the feature three times and looked at every picture. And then there it is in person, and he's twenty five hundred miles from home. I was blown away. It's so cool, and you know that just kept the fuel and the fire going, and. Then a local customer sent out sponsor proposals in like 97-ish. And one of the companies that he sent a sponsor proposal to with his truck rendering, they just stuck it on their bulletin board. And Kevin Lee from Sport Truck Magazine, before he was the editor of Rod and Custom, he saw it as such a whore back then. You know, and there was no Google, no websites. I would put my phone number right on the rendering. <laughs> it's smart. And you, you got to do what you got to do, especially when you're buried up here in the Northwest, yep. away from everything and all the magazines and everybody. So he just wrote down my phone number and called me and hired me to do my first sketch pad in like 98, maybe. That's cool. And that, yeah, it was awesome. 
It was a huge opportunity. He'd never heard of me. Didn't know who I was. Didn't know what I could do or if I'd even deliver. You know, so many designer flakes. And he hired me to do my first sketch pad, and that really kicked things off for me. You know, Kevin got me in front of so many more people than I'd ever been exposed to before. And then my last real job was in 1999, and I was juggling that and the design stuff, and the place went under in October of 99, and I took my severance check and bought airfare to go to uh, Vegas for SEMA. That was my first SEMA show in 99, and that just kind of kicked things open. You know, I had the, the magazine coverage and a little bit of publicity and, and some name recognition and then lost my job and got to SEMA and found a new went job. from there. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to say the first time I met you was with, I think it was in Vegas, maybe 2000? <laughs> at a party? No, it was like it was like a like a like a meeting. It was it, we were like at a at a bar or lounge or something. I don't know, or a restaurant or something. Yeah. I don't know. And, and it was. Or maybe it, was that was that when your dad had the suite at yeah, uh, Treasure Island? It might have been the suite. But I remember. I think you were with a couple other guys, and you were talking to my dad. I think you had some drawings or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I, uh, that was a long time ago, dude. I went to the... <laughs> yeah, I was. Right? Yeah. So, man, you've been... I yeah, went to the, the shop in, in Stanton right towards the end. I didn't realize it, but it was it was right towards the end. Yeah. And uh, it was during Christmas. My family all went to, uh, to Southern California for Christmas. That must have been 97, right? Uh, Christmas. Yes. And... You know, I did the, the hot rod tourist thing and went to every hot rod shop in town. Most were closed for the the holiday break. But I caught Steve Stanford in that little trailer behind Santini's. Okay. And just bugged him for an hour straight. And he's so nice and so yeah, he, gracious cool and dude. cool. Yeah, we've had more oh, podcasts. Man. Yeah, he's great. I know. I, I, I listened to that episode. Yeah. And the guy's just timeless. Oh yeah, and he's he's enthusiastic about the about everything. Yeah, you know? I mean, uh, and just an encyclopedia. Yeah, yeah, he just you know what? It took a XKE bumper and put <laughs> it on this Galaxy, really clean up the lines. Yeah, like, I, I could see hell? how in some of your artwork you were totally inspired by Steve's lines and Steve's kind of oh yeah his touches. Uh, you, you know. It's funny because Steve didn't go to art school, but he has that art school look. And yeah, know, somebody like yeah. you definitely went to an art school and have that like Steve Stanford look almost, you know, like without, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of cool. It's great to see the similarities. Yeah, I mean, I I grew up on his stuff and Tom's and, and you know, all the, the hot rod sketch pads with Larry Erickson. And, and you know, I... I didn't go to art centers, so I just had to kind of figure out a style. And they sure as hell weren't teaching car design in <laughs> the Northwest. So, yeah, I just I had to kind of watch what they were doing and feel like I, I had a good sense of style and, and proportions and wrong and right and just 
started running with it. But Steve was so nice. And then after we left Santini's, we went to your dad's shop, and Chip was there. And he let me hang out in his office for another hour, humping his leg. It was the greatest day ever. <laughs> it was so cool. That's awesome. And, and again, Chip was so cool and kind and gracious with his time. And uh, then I, I didn't meet your dad until he was doing the Zephyr at that little skinny shop. Little skin. Oh, at Which, the, well, it's the Ro- it's Robbie Gordon's shop. Okay. Okay. Oh wait, 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 wait! No, 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 no! You're talking about. Oh yeah, before he moved into the Robbie Gordon shop, it was over in Anaheim. We had the wheels there, and then he was off to the one side of the building. Yeah, yeah. yeah there you go. Yeah, he was. They were there for maybe four months or something, and then they moved over to the Robbie Gordon shop, a couple miles down the street. The, the Zephyr was there in bare metal, and somebody was giving a, us a tour through. And remember Chuck Prentice, the truck yeah. guy that sold all the wheels yes. in Sacramento? Yes. Yeah. I had met him through a truck thing, probably, again, from Kevin Lee, you know, with all the, the truck exposure. I met him. Yep. Aftermarket wholesale. And got 20s? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> got, got I was 20s. telling Steve about that, I think. It got 20s with the, what was her name, Sandy Westgate in all the ads. Yes. Yep. Dude, that's yeah, funny, Sandy dude. Sandy Westgate. Yeah. That's a, that's a deep pull. Yep. Sandy Westgate. Yeah, that so was funny. I mean, everybody. Upstairs. What's that? Oh, go ahead. Go, go ahead. Oh, I was saying anybody that was reading trucking or sport truck back in the day, you know, from like 2000 to 2003 maybe. That yep. they, they knew aftermarket wholesale was. There was a there was a oh, handful yeah. of, you know, they. It, it just seems like now with the mail order, there's just Summit and Jags, like yeah. You don't yeah, have yeah. the. It's too expensive to advertise in those magazines, you know. So it's like, there was, I remember uh, there was Autobahn Wholesale, there was Aim Industries, as yeah, hor- as horrible as they were, uh, aftermarket yeah, wholesale. They- uh, there was oh God, Muscle Cars USA. There was a, there was a bunch of people selling parts. Yeah, and you just I don't know. Uh, I, I honestly the, the, I, the first guys that figured out the internet and eight hundred numbers. Yep. Yeah. But Chuck was in a meeting upstairs with your dad, and Chuck saw me through the glass. I said, "Hey, I know that guy," <laughs> and comes downstairs with your dad, and it's like, "Oh my God, it's Boyd." And, you know, I did the classic, hey, how we doing? And uh, hung out and talked to us for like half an hour. And Chuck told him I was a designer. And he just started picking my brain. So well, what would you do with this? The, and referring to the Zephyr. Yeah. And I just started spitballing ideas. It's got to be yellow. It's got to be yellow. Okay. And he goes, well, why don't you, uh, why don't you get some pictures of it? Go home. Draw it up. Show me what you got. Okay. I will. And I, I went home and drew up probably 10 variations of it and sent them down and just held my breath. And it was, it, like you just said, when you guys were moving and it got shuffled into a pile on his desk and I was just, devastated like shit 
He must have hated him. <laughs> and I didn't have the yeah, right. To I mean, sometimes him. no feedback is worse than yeah, some oh, yeah. kind of criticism. Yeah. yeah. To, to this day, I hate it when clients don't give feedback. If you hire a designer, give them feedback. But I, I thought for sure he just hated it and didn't have time to bother with my bullshit. And I just shocked it up to experience and I was bummed and like smash cut three months later I'm sitting there and the phone rings like, hey is it Jason? yeah Lloyd Connington like, oh my god was, why don't you call me man <laughs> I thought you hated the artwork it, was, it got lost on my desk we moved I just came across it you know when I was digging through the pile of mail and stuff these are great. I'm going to use this stuff. What do I owe you? Like, oh my god! Wow, I, I did it. <laughs> That's and badass, I was, dude. <laughs> I was, I was blown away. I was so grateful, and we struck up a, a friendship, and and did a few other little things with him, and sent a client down there that I had designed a car for. That uh, 37 sedan that was at the La Habra shop forever. Okay. The, the old guy was building it. What was that guy's name? Roy. The, the, yeah. Yeah, he was a character. Oh, yeah. Yes, he gets he brought funny. up all the time. He got brought up today. Some customer called me uh, on the phone and was like, oh, it just goes into the TV show and talking about all that and talking about Roy. Yeah, that's cool. <sighs> Man, so yeah, that because that's about right when I met you when we were in La Habra. I think that's yeah when we were yeah. by, by the time I, we moved in there. That customer flew me down there a couple of times, and I'd always pop in every time I was in Southern California. Yeah, yeah that's a that's a cool complex. I was I just drove my my daughter goes to the gym at the front of that complex now. On Friday. Yeah, so I drove my other daughter. I go, let's go through the alleys because you know we had we 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 uh, we rented a few of those buildings there. So we, I drove yeah. around the alley, yeah, was showing her my office, time. and you know, showing her. It's cool. That's pretty cool, man. So yeah, what? Um, I'm just trying to think. So that so we're talking now. We're talking 2000, right? Yeah. Well, we moved in there in 2001. Yeah. Yeah, the early early 2000s. Yeah. Well, dude. Yeah, you've been because how old? You're just a few years older than me, aren't you? How old are you? 48. You're 48. Yeah, I'm 45. Yeah. So, and you've been at, so you got out of it pretty young then. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 21st birthday, me and everybody at SEMA. Dude, Dude that's, per, that's set pretty yourself cool. up right there. No, no, 21st birthday no, not in Pleasanton. A, no, it was in Pleasanton. Oh, Pleasanton. Excuse me. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that Pleasanton, and that's just crazy too. But I, I can be, I've been going to Pleasanton since I can remember. It's, it's just one of those good guy shows that's just on the map. We got family friends that come out every year just for that show, yeah, the, the August the, show. The, the Don't Miss show. Yeah. yeah. So, so you I said was blown away. So you said you met Tom Taylor at that show. Yeah. How, how was he when you met him? I mean, besides the mullet he and was, all that stuff. <laughs> it was it was an awesome mullet. Because I know he's awesome we mullet. we call it the Tom in the I I don't know if you have you know we call it the Tom Taylor call like you know you've made it when you know, in the automotive world when Tom Taylor calls you to bitch about you know or accusing you of stealing something of his. <laughs> You know, I, have you? Well, I, I must still be nobody. Oh, dude. There, there's, 
I've just heard more than a few. We actually got we're gonna have a guess uh, in a few weeks that he got a call. Uh, his dad got a call when he was in high school from Tom Taylor, saying that your kids your kids ripping off my designs or something. So, oh jeez. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, well that, that leads us to, into uh, oh good yeah. You know what I was telling. Let's if you don't mind, do you want to talk about it? I, I mean, because. The copyright stuff kind of bothers me a little bit on on certain things. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Chris so, is telling me. About yeah, so this. yeah, um, and well, uh, I guess uh, you can fill in the blanks too. But there, there's a picture floating around, right? Yeah. And and if you're in, in, are we saying now from the feedback it's nationwide? Is that what oh, it yeah. is? Okay, yeah, so it's, it's nationwide. Yeah. So basically. Uh, one of your drawings. Well, do you know? You go ahead and tell the story because uh, you. I know just the end part of it. Yeah, sure. we, we don't want to mess. This so up. you you can lead us up and no. tell how how this happened. So ten years ago, I drew up a few concepts for Henry De La Santos at Chevy High Performance Magazine to uh, design their project car, and I gave him a few choices, and he posted them up like on one of the forums to. Uh, just kind of pimp the project and get feedback on what readers thought. Yeah. You know, which color would you do? That kind of shit. Yeah, because didn't you just do like rough sketches of it? Wasn't that it? Because they, they were. Or didn't you say they weren't as rough? Some, they, well, I was saying they, they were kind of rough. But I'm saying, were, did someone like did they manipulate it after the fact? After you yeah, gave it to them? Yeah, they they. So Chevy High Performance posted them just exactly as they were, and then somebody lifted them, and it, it just it looks like just a really bad cut and paste. Yeah, it does. And then it's just like changed the colors, and, and they were low res scans just for you know online. So then it got stolen and then manipulated, changed all the colors, and then photoshopped out the background, and of course my logo and photoshopped in a gas pump into the quarter panel and it even like messed up the proportions. So it made me look super hacky. <laughs> yeah, it's a Camaro. <laughs> was it, it is a Camaro? Yeah. Yeah. It's a split bumper Camaro. Split bumper Camaro. That's right. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. they, it's like reddish, right? Yeah. Red with a red interior. Yeah. And okay. The, the original was gold, like metallic gold with uh, gray wheels and a, like a buckskin interior. Yeah. So they, they just photoshopped it all up and then cut out the background and everything. And maybe even had to squish it to fit it in the parameters of the screen that's on the gas pump. Yeah. That, that's where we're going. So whoever stole it uses it for a background graphic on the screen of the gas pumps that's supposed to be entertaining and appealing and it's neither. <laughs> yeah, and, and, you know, and the image is stolen. Yeah, and ninety—I'd say probably high ninety percentile of the of people that are going to be listening to this have seen this image. <laughs> yeah, and that's why yeah. I'm telling it you. I, I don't know, man. I, I think you need to uh, pursue that if you, you know. I mean, that's yeah. I, I really think you do because, because I mean, that's an, that's one thing too is you got some damage to your reputation because they've manipulated what you already did. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and they, they're using your yeah. art, art. They're using your artwork nationwide on gas that they, we already getting reamed on. Yeah, you know. Yeah, without, they're without making your taxes. They're, they're using your intellectual property. That's yep. just, yeah, completely. That's not fair. And 
at mean, a bare minimum. Oil that's exactly. They certainly have the the money to uh, come up with a nice image. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 or pay for an image. Yeah, seriously, man. I mean, dude. I know we live in this world where we're sharing pictures daily with everybody, but as soon as yeah. you take an image off that's not yours and you use it for profit, that's a different deal. Yeah, you know. And how brazen is that? <laughs> well, that's Dude. just that, that's just whack. I mean, but that's a sign of the times we're in because you know it's so much easier to steal somebody's property than it is to be creative and, and, and come up with it on your own. You know, like it's just yeah. But but in the scheme of things, like they could have paid somebody, let's just say, let's just say five hundred bucks, five hundred bucks, to lower. do a little one yeah. screen graphic that's going to be nationwide sign off. And they don't even have to tell you it's nationwide. This, we use this in its entirety in its you know existence. Yeah, we use go. it this is just for five hundred bucks. You know, somebody yeah. like me or you, might, all right, well, I got some little time, let's knock it out real quick, boom, and sure. not, not thinking anything else of it. I mean, but even at a thousand bucks, even a thousand bucks, yeah. It's like come on, I mean. Yeah. Do, do you have like uh, are you your own agent or do you have like somebody representing you like to kind of insulate you from some of like your, your deals or, or? I, I'm, I'm my own dude I don't have a Carson Lev <laughs> <laughs> right yeah. you no, don't have I, a car. I, I'm my own dude too I gotta you know my, my deals I, I, I go in there make them happen and I, I go home and execute them you know <laughs> you, don't, you don't have a handler yeah no you know? no I, I <laughs> My my wife thinks she is. <laughs> yeah. Well, my my wife's uh, accounts payable when it you know comes push to shove. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Girls are good about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. We're, we're just you know we're all just hey, I just want to be creative. You know, like I don't want to handle the books. I yeah. don't want to talk about money. You know, like uh, just yeah. Well, and it it defies all of our creative side too. You know, the accounting and the chasing money and it's hitting tough. people up like that, yeah. like. Oh, man, I don't want to deal with this shit. I know. It's good to have the, yeah. Yeah, do I call these five outstanding accounts, or do I work on this one client that's got a really bitching project that I just feel like being creative on? Yeah, I'm going to go to work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I mean, no, man, this you know, I mean, it, yeah, it's, you know, I mean, you have your own, you know, you're like a one-man show over there, right? But yeah. it's, you got to. You, you deal with the fun stuff, and then hopefully you deal with decent enough people. You don't have to have the hard conversations about paying your bills. You know? yeah. So. yeah, exactly. So what? Yeah, what? It's nice to get to a point where you can vet your clients. Yeah. Yeah. Right. When you can turn people away and just yeah pick and choose, man. Yeah. 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 I, I, yeah. Just like uh, over the years, you know, like you, you definitely get these bad apples it just for one reason or another just oh it's just too much <laughs> yeah i i got fired from a riddler project a few years ago and i was so relieved yeah like, yeah it uh, just it ends God. up being so painful that they just yeah they pull the plug on you and you're just like okay thank you you yeah. just did me a favor yeah <laughs> oh man I, i'm not gonna have to spend the next two years talking you out of shitty ideas yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Nice or, knowing or, you. Or you know, it's the other side of the coin is uh, the the client that has oh this awesome aesthetic that they believe they have and this vision, and they're like oh this is exactly what I want, and then you do it to the to the T, and they're like no no yeah. that's we're, I'm like oh yeah that wasn't gonna work in the first place, but you know you wanted yeah, it so it's bad. Like, do you want to see your bad idea come to life? Yeah, <laughs> I could draw yeah. it for you. Yeah, we're we're going hourly on that one, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And every everyone that's hired a designer 
you know, hopefully gave them some latitude to, to be creative because that's what you're paying for. Yep. Yeah. Or like we always joke joke about, you know, with the the artists and designers, are they? Uh, well, just you know, just come up with something, and, and then after you do it, they're like, "Well, I was actually thinking yeah. something." But you, but you know what? That were that's you thinking part of, that right now, or were you thinking that four months ago when we started talking? You know, it, it's what, when were you thinking it's a about? It occurs when you get to that point yeah. because at least now they're they're starting to focus in. Because yeah, some clients just don't know what they want, and until they see what they don't want, then they start realizing what they do want. Yeah, I, that's, that's a juggling. Yeah. Well, do, you know, and you know what? I don't have a problem. I mean, you sit there and you go, I'll, I'll do whatever a customer wants to do on a wheel. And I go, like last week, I had to talk a customer out of a finish. I go, it's, that's, it's not, we're not going to be able to execute it, uh, you know, to a point where I'm happy with it. Yeah. Right? And yeah. I had to kind of show them. I, I did one spoke that way, and it was like, let's, like, seriously, let's not, because I don't want to have to charge you what, what it's going to take. Yeah. To get to a point where I'm okay with it. Yeah. You know? It's, yeah. So, luckily, I talked him out of it and went with a standard custom finish we do. You know? Perfect. So, speaking of wheels, man, Perfect. when did you start doing When did you start doing wheels? In 2007. 2007. Yeah, and you start, yeah. did you start that with, uh, with Bismarck? Or, I mean, with, yeah. uh, with using them over yeah. at, what, was it U- U.S.? He was at US, US Wheel. Wheel yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and you know, because everybody in the billet wheel industry is one or less degrees away from Boyd, uh your dad made a handful of one off wheels for customers of mine back in the day and you know, then you know, one guy would get the wheels and I'd think, oh, shit, that's a cool wheel. I wish I could make more of them. And uh, talked to Bill Hancock when he was at U.S. Wheel there. Yeah, that's right. Bill was Working there. for Brad. Yep. Yeah. And Brad just vouched for me to Bismarck and the owner of U.S. Wheel. Hey, this guy's cool. And he's got good designs and a good reputation. I think he can start a wheel brand. We should, uh, we should private label him for him. And they gave me a... $30,000 line of credit on a handshake. Nice. Started making wheels for me. Yeah. Yeah, all because Bill vouched for me. Right on, yeah. No, Bill's a good guy. Yeah, he's super cool. Yeah. And he's then, so nice. What's that, Bill? Yeah, he's... He's good. so nice, yeah. Yeah. I've known him. Uh, we've, he's been on... You, did you hear his podcast with us? Oh, yeah. 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 It was good. Yeah, I mean, we've had... Him and I have had our ups and downs, but we're... Last probably decade or so, we've been pretty pretty good. Another guy's yeah, he, another guy that I I was surprised actually just got out of the wheel game, you know. Yeah, he, he sounds like he's having fun right now. There's yeah, he sounds super relaxed. Yeah, I I love what I do, but yeah, there's times where I go, man, it'd be nice to kind of do something for a little bit. You know, <laughs> that's why you jump on your bike. Yeah. Vacation. Mm-hmm. I wonder if you could do that. Go work somewhere else, like as your vacation. Just go work somewhere <laughs> else. How oh, they call that a second job? No. <laughs> you know. <laughs> So, so yeah, Jason. So, what, what's what's next on tap for you? Are you doing anything for SEMA, or what, what's what's uh, you know what's the fall and winter looking like for you? I don't want to jinx it because I'm kind of superstitious, and this sounds kind of crazy. But I'm going to go to that show in Saudi Arabia. Oh, are you going to go? Yeah. Yeah. Did you listen to the last podcast, the one that just went up? No. Okay. No. So, so listen to it because it's my buddy Biggie. 
he actually he works for Bud Brutzman, and on and he's a uh-huh. he's a. Uh, well, I always screwed up. It's a project manager. No, 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 project no, 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 no. Project coordinator. He's he's not on the show, but he's a build coordinator for overhauling right now. Okay. So, but he's getting paid to go um, to that show in Saudi Arabia. He's got to go for fourteen days. Good God. Yeah. So it sounds yeah, interesting. So are you going? Are days. you going just to? Are you going to display? Are you going as just to check it out? I'm going with a friend because honestly, I hate doing trade show booths. Oh, seriously, right? So. Yeah, it's brutal. So I'm going with a friend with a hot rod shop in Kansas that has developed a couple of products and figured, you know, great opportunity to just go. That's cool. See something completely different in a whole other part of the world. So I'm skipping SEMA this year to to do that. It sounds like it should be interesting. Yeah. I yeah. hear I hear different things about it, you know. Yeah. So we'll see. Well, you're gonna, Eric's gonna report back. Maybe you can report back on it. Sure. That's yeah, because that's what sure. the what we say it was like third week of October or, or November. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. November. Yeah. Yeah, like the twentieth to the twenty seventh or something. I don't know. Wow. Sure, a full day of travel each way at least. Dude, at least, yeah. I mean, have you ever oh, been I'm... to the Middle East? No. <laughs> never been out of North America. <laughs> oh, really? Is this your first international yeah. trip? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. You, you better be on your best behavior over there. That's what I heard. <laughs> That's what I heard. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't worry. I won't be uh, mouthing off or spitting on the sidewalk. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. No, that... Yeah, I'll shit out some stories, though. Yeah, how long are you going to go for? I have no idea. I mean, it doesn't even seem real. So I'll believe it when I'm, you know, over the ocean. Yeah. When you're boarding, uh, when you're passing through TSA and getting ready to go? Yeah. Yeah. I believe it after my passport's been stamped. Yeah. So you're not you're not going to see but, that at all then, right? No. Okay. Yeah, SEMA, I'm going. But, I'm going to go for the week. Well, go, go we're, some... We definitely have to do a December podcast with uh, Biggie and yeah. Jason here because I, I I think that Saudi Arabia trip is going to be no, it should be interesting yeah and from the guys experience yeah I'm it, down we want to hear I mean it. yeah I, I, and I'd like to get somebody's perspective that's actually got to work it like you know yeah so they can kind of compare it you know when I'm say work it like you know have a booth yeah yeah and if it was a total pain in the ass to get everything over there oh it's it's gonna be <laughs> it's totally gonna be. <laughs> It sounds like they're hauling it all. Yeah. Well, because I think sure we'll have to do some setup. I was talking to a company that they w- were because um, they're trying to just get people over to that show. So yeah, they, they were approached, but they had talked to somebody else and said, "Dude, it's it was for this other company. It was a bust because their stuff got locked up in customs." You know? Oh wow! You know, it got locked up in customs, well, and uh, then I don't have to work a booth for a week. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> God, I hope it didn't t- cost them that much money to go. But yeah, no, they're paying to haul the the displays and the cars yeah. and everything. No, I know. And they're well, they got a little bit. Another of money client away. of mine is uh, selling two cars at an auction with our wheels, 
at the the same deal because there's a, a trade show, car show, and an auction in all the same venue. Well, you just hope that that there's actually buyers there. You know, I know there's a lot of money out there, but ah, oh, it just takes one. Yeah, I don't know. It just takes one. It sounds it, like well, there's... an auction it takes two. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah one for each. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does, right? It takes two. Yeah, you're gonna fall on your face if there's only one bidder. Well, I uh-huh. yeah, I hope there's not the a lot watches. of smoke and mirrors going on with that deal. Yeah. You know, like they just that UFC yeah. last, the last UFC fight in uh, where was it at Abu Dhabi or whatever. They never had the they didn't even they rushed to build this thing for this event, the venue, and yeah. they didn't finish the air conditioning, and it was like a hundred and hundred and ten oh, on the floor. You know. <laughs> <laughs> So, I don't know, man. Well, what, uh, what, yeah. So, for fun, so do you have a, you know, I know you're into bikes, right? Um, yeah. But, I mean, were you big in the BMX? Was that your thing? Yeah. Yeah. Growing up, I was a wannabe SoCal kid with BMX and reading Hot Rod Magazine. Nice. And raced for a few years, then. You know, like a lot of kids, you know, driver's licenses and girls and distractions, parents divorce, all kind of coalesced at the same time. And I got out of racing and it, it bugged me a little bit for a long time. And uh, when Facebook started kicking off, I reconnected with a couple old friends that I raced with. And every time we'd hang out, we'd talk about, oh, man, we should go out and watch our BMX race one of these days, see what going on see if we know anybody out there and we did that for about six months and pretty soon together we worked up the balls to go out and try it and it was just like blowing crack smoke in a <laughs> in a and how long ago was, when was this? meeting how long ago was it 10 years ago 10 almost years ago to the month oh, yeah wow. yeah so i've been back in it for 10 years and it kind of took over my life well, you know what? But, Wasn't there uh, a group of uh, guys at the uh, in Louisville that go? Yeah, rate? was that? Were you part of that crew? No, no. Tim Strange put that on. Tim Strange did. Yeah, was it just a one-time deal? Because I remember. No, he did like three or four of them. Wow. And I never made it because, like I was saying, I'm not trying to go to Louisville in the dead of summer when it's 85 with a breeze off the bay here. Yeah, for sure. I but it, I really wanted to go and do that event, but to do the show and transport my bike all the way, and yeah. I just, I never got off my ass and did it. Now he doesn't do it anymore, so kick myself a little. So but just, yeah, it was a cool concept. Yeah, for, yeah. So basically, Tim Strange, uh, hot rod builder, out of where he's in yeah. Texas, Texas now. Yeah. No, no? he was. He's from Illinois, and now he lives in Tennessee. Tennessee, that's right. So he put yeah. on, and I think his wife still races, doesn't she? She does. Yeah, yeah. so he put on Carrie. like a little BMX event uh, in Louisville, but for all the older guys. Yeah, for guys. industry guys. Yeah. Yeah, and anybody in the industry could race, whether or not you actually raced. So it was a little bit of a battle of the ringers, but... <laughs> uh, it would have been fun. I told him if he starts it back up in Tennessee, where he lives now, yeah, that I would go. Right on. 
that good guys show is a good time of year and there's a Dude, really that's good a cool, track right there that's a little tiny show but it's it's a pretty cool show and you're talking about nashville there's a lot of really cool cars and great builders yeah. in the south you know between tennessee and alabama yeah i mean you could yeah, fill every magazine for a year and that's that is definitely a, a good uh weekend destination town too you know yeah yeah i've always heard that too dude the music's off the hook food's great you know yeah yeah it sounds like a blast so you've been so yeah i would rather go there yeah i definitely want to hit up some mountain biking trails up in your area yeah come up it looks i've, yeah, I've seen so some of the, the pictures mountain biking it looks like just story yeah. storybook stuff, you yeah. know. Yeah, we we like would in probably the forest. Bring, you, you would probably want to bring a videographer there to help document it. <laughs> drone. Yeah, dude. Yeah, <laughs> great. It's where you make all the sweet edits. Yeah, no, that's a uh, yeah. There's some great great spots. The the BMX led into the mountain biking, and now I do both as nice. much as I can. Yeah, I I've been uh, kind of getting in more and more into the biking world i decided like a couple years ago to start racing so it's a great escape yeah yeah you now know? i'm and now i'm kind of doing these more uh longer ride longer uh races um you know yeah. not the short course the short course stuff's fun but um it's just I, i'd like some of the longer and i did like two weeks ago i did a 17 mile race was it 17 no 14 mile yeah and then Next weekend, I'm doing uh, 47 miles and like 6,000 feet of climbing. That's huge. Yeah. That's big dog. I don't know. And people people don't understand how much riding that is. Like, yeah. For most people, that would be a hump at sea level on a flat path on a road bike. Yeah. But you add in altitude and elevation changes and a mountain bike and Oh, all dude. the extra weight and yeah, tires. We, that is hardcore. Yeah, we went up last weekend. I kind of get familiar with some of the spots I haven't hit. And, yeah, there was one climb. It was four miles, and it went up 2,000 feet, just over four miles. Jeez. And it took us, dude, it took us. We, we were taking our time. We weren't really race pace, but we were an hour and 20 minutes into it. Climbing. Hour and a half. Yeah. I don't know. It's fun. Yeah, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm having fun with it. I don't get too crazy with it. Yeah, I'm not yeah. doing like uh, this. Isn't Red Bull Rampage for myself? You know, <laughs> this is like I'm, I'm ultra, super conservative on the bike. But I don't know. I just want to see how far I can take my fitness here. You know. Yeah. No, that that's really cool. We used to uh, we used to joke about guys that go to gyms and that old. Uh, Eastbound and down joke. Yep. Where uh, I'm not trying to be the best at exercising. I play real sports. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll take. I'll take Ken, a, Kenny. Yeah, Kenny fucking Powers, dude. Uh, that's fucking. I'll funny, take a trail dude. over the gym any day, man. Yeah, because I'm, I'm oh, riding yeah. too now with Chris, or not with Chris, but uh, nice. because Chris has got me into it. And yeah, I'm looking at a 25 mile race with a thousand feet of climbing in next month. And, Dude, yeah, hey, I, I still want to see that footage from your first race. <laughs> Dude, he did the over-the-hump race here, and it's like uh, it's flat out. Like, laps are like three miles, but it's just flat out, just balls. Yeah. How many laps? Uh, it depends on your class, but uh, two. 
There was two for from the beginning. So Steve did his first race a month ago, and this <laughs> it was funny. He he's coming down, and I'm I'm filming because I didn't race that day, and he's coming up over, and I'm like, man, he's he should be here by now. Should be here by now. And then so he's coming <laughs> up. They got like these BMX jumps towards the end, and you you know I just roll them, but some guys fly off but steve comes over this thing and he's like oh my god shit his handlebar he's like all over the place and his feet are off the pedals and i'm all dude oh my <laughs> shit his handlebars are loose so he, he i go steve oh. and then he goes over and the next thing you know he's diving under the rope and he's ditching his bike and i go dude what's wrong with your bike and he, this dude couldn't talk for like 15 minutes dude i got, couldn't talk <laughs> i'd never done like a race like that you know like at all and dude, dude to go that hard for that like that was just intense. For I me. was like, "Wait a second, dude! You got to finish your first lap, and you got one more." And he was just shaking his head, like, "No." I'm like no. 40 yards from the finish line. I'm like, "No, no, <laughs> just no, dude, dude, If I keep out. going, I'm gonna get hurt." Uh, and I felt bad for laughing, but I'm mean, I've never seen anybody so gassed out from cardio in my life, dude. Yeah. I, well, that that's, <laughs> yeah. My fitness ain't where yours is. No, just, no, no, uh, no. I'm just saying. I, I, but, but I've, I've, I've also been close to where you were at. You know, <laughs> you just took a little longer to recover. You know. Dude, yeah, that was... And then I just, about 15 minutes in, I go, you want a beer? And you go, yeah, 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 beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's a cool little series out here. It's uh, every Tuesday, six weeks on, then four weeks off, then six weeks on. And they get like, they'll get five to 600 racers out there. That's awesome. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I guess their, cool scene. their claim is like they're the biggest weekly series in the U.S. Yeah, it's like it's like the off season for like the major races. So it's like a lot, uh, well, a lot of guys get tuned up to, to kind of stay. Yeah, they just use it as a training, yeah. training day. Yeah. You know? I, and now yeah. I learn it's awesome. what it's all about. And like these guys, are, you know, I just, it's not that I really had any business out there, but I'm glad I tested myself. However, now I know where I need to go, you know? Yeah. Yeah, like a baseline test. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Nowhere to go but up. Yeah, well, right. No, for sure, dude. That's what I told them. I'm like, look, the, the, now it puts it into perspective of where you're at yeah. and where you can be. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You know? Hey, it's good to get humbled every once in a while, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, it's... yeah, but it, it feels good when you stick with it and get better and, and see your gains and feel you know, less gassed every time you go out. Yep. Yeah, yep, exactly. Yeah, and you know what? You just compete against yourself, man. Yep. That's why, like, things yeah. like Stra- Strava are real good because you can, you know, you can compare yourself to other people, and you, but you can also, yeah. it tells you when you're doing better. Yeah. Like, it's like, hey, dude, you got a PR on that segment, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that feels great. No, I, I grew up riding waves, and, you know, like, there's a term called soul surfing. Like, just, you know, you just do it for yourself. And that, that's what I feel like, yeah. you know, for BMX, just, dude, getting out there. And, like, I, I always – well, not always, but about 75% of the time I ride by myself. And it's just you clear your head, you have some fun, you get yeah. some, some great, you know, scenic views. Yeah, it just feels good to be out there, man. Be, be, yeah, physical you know, therapy, something. mental therapy, yeah. church. Yeah. It's all right there. Well, next time, well, I'm going to go up that. I, I'm definitely going to go up that way towards Washington. Okay. Uh, I'm going to probably wait until spring, I'd say. <laughs> probably smart. Right? Idea. Yeah. Yeah. If we have a dry summer, though, everything gets blown out. Yeah. That's so, what I'm thinking. What about May? May or June? Those are great. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait when's are, uh, the car show? Great. Yeah, when, the car show is when? Later. It's in July. Ju- late, late July. There yeah, but that's right. This, 
this summer was pretty wet and cool for for us, you know, which everybody assumes it just rains year round, but it dries up in the, the summer, but this last summer was pretty wet, so everything stayed rideable all summer long. And I apologize to the car guys listening to us talk about bikes, but <laughs> you gotta you gotta have balance. Yep, exactly. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I, I Go ahead. I've told car guys that I would sell my hot rod before I sold a bike, and they're like, you're out of your mind. <laughs> right? Yeah, you know, yeah. You, you tell that. it's it, Car guys do it, too. The thing is, bikes take up way less space than cars, you know? And, well, yeah, and yeah. for the most part, I mean, even though some of these bikes are pretty expensive, they're a lot cheaper than a car. But, um, yeah, you go, yeah. oh, you know what? Oh, I'm going to buy that bike. And you go, ah. Okay, I'll probably sell this one. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to sell that one when I get the new one. And then it was like, hey, I thought you were going to sell the other one. Yeah, I don't, I'm not gonna, I don't know. It's not taking up too much room. Uh, you, how many bikes do you have? You have find a, that, a you can, that you can tell I, on air so no one else knows. <laughs> like the my wife, wife knows. Yeah. I think I'm at six. Oh, right on. How many, BM, how many are BMX? Yeah. Two. A, a 20 inch and a 24 inch so you can race two different classes oh right on yeah you and ra- then a dirt jumper and a full suspension mountain bike uh road bike and then kind of a beater hybrid mountain bike with skinny smooth tires so you know i can run errands without getting my road bike jacked or you know clipping in to go to the post office yeah and you know, you can tie it up out in front of the bar and stuff. Yeah, the yeah the one that that if it ha- if if someone needed it worse than you, you wouldn't be too bummed about it, right? One yeah, exactly. <laughs> the rest, I would have a real problem. So when uh, when it's the sacrificial lamb. Yeah, I don't have one of those right now. That's that's why I don't really. Yeah, I don't ever go anywhere on my bike. I mean. Hold on. You, Hold you on. I, I don't run errands run on my on. bike. Yeah, I, you go to point A to point B. I, I, my bike is for exercise and riding. I don't go to the store on my bike or anything like that. I no, man, you need a beater. I know. I, I bar know. hop or run errands, go to the store. I know. Clunker. Yes, that's how Steve got Faith. started about four months ago. He found one uh, in an alley. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> it was like in the, in the dumpster or something, wasn't it? No, it was a, a, a college student was getting rid of it. He was moving back home. He, he lived in out of state. He was a senior, and he just w- wanted to get rid of it. So my buddy picked it up knowing that I wanted a bike. And, yeah, the handlebars are like. Oh, dude, the, the rear axle, you can move the wheel side to side, <laughs> you know? Oh. Yeah. But I did, still did That's the three Ps on that. What's that? Time to upgrade. Well, when, when are, uh, when, then you need to come down here, and we need to ride down here. Yeah. So come down for a car right. show. You, you ever go on uh, Jeremy Cook's uh, Chopper Rally? I have not. And I, it's awesome. I probably should. When does he do that one? Yeah. Uh, I think he's changed the times for different years, but uh, I did it two years ago, I think. Okay. My wife was running the Long Beach Marathon right about now, like the first weekend of October, or the end of September. And he did it the day before the marathon. And then he and I rode the marathon on his vintage beach cruisers with with all the guys in tights. Okay. 
That's funny. Yeah, because they um, when they do that, they, they with like the the marathon crash, they do it before or after. Uh, it, the bike race was before the marathon, that's and right. we just crashed that. Yeah, with all the roadies. Oh, okay. Yeah, but that's kind of uh, that's kind of tradition. They do that. Do that. And they, they were doing it for the LA marathon. I think it was like that. I, I've like, heard about that, and it's actually timed. Yeah, that, that thing was it was it was kind of cool in the beginning because I think uh, I, and I don't know too much about it. Um, I know a little bit, but that the Wolfpack put it on. It was called the Wolfpack Hustle. Yeah, the Wolf, and yeah. they they would like wherever the like the I think LA Marathon starts at what Dodger Stadium sometimes. Does it start there? Uh-huh. Yeah, right, and runs through downtown and then it. goes down Venice Boulevard, just all the way down to Santa Monica Pier. In Santa Monica, yeah. right? So. But yeah, they would do the Wolfpack hustle. Was all outlaw stuff, and they would just all word of mouth and meet up, and then crash the thing. You know, right after they put yeah, up. Yeah, that looks. Yeah, and then I think awesome. they got. I think it got so big that they actually kind of like uh, went legit a little bit with it. If I'm not mistaken, but I don't know if they do it anymore because I think it just was a, a hassle. Wow, because uh, it had a little. It's mis- easy to crash the Long Beach race because they have a bike race. Is it? A, oh, it's an official bike race. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. It goes out like an hour ahead of the marathon. Oh, right on. Yeah, I don't know if I'd get into road bike racing though. Yeah. I don't know. It's all fun though. You got man. the stamina for it. What the hell? Yeah. Well, I rode. I rode forty-two miles into work today. And I'm gonna, nice. I'm gonna, but that was, and then I'm gonna ride home. But I, when I go home, I can either take the train halfway home and make a ten mile ride, or I do a twenty two mile ride. So, on a mountain bike or a road bike? No, uh, road bike. Nice. Yeah, it just it gets me it gets me home a little faster. Yeah, no, that's a good hustle. So what um, what kind of trends are you seeing right now, man? Because I'm kind of getting sick of a, a, of a few things in the truck world, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm excited about all the OBS trucks that we're all I love working those on. trucks. Yeah, and I'm I'm hoping I love that, those, man. Yeah, I hope I'm I'm very hopeful that it's they're going to get pretty pretty popular and have yeah. you know, a little little flashback to the '90s, man. Those yeah. were good times, dude. It, right? I mean, all the times to think about, you know, all the stuff you're talking about, you know, meeting yeah. everybody, you know, when you're 21 years old. I mean, when you were 21, and so that was 92. Yeah. Right? Dude, those trucks, that yeah. was the shit. They were blowing up. <laughs> and it's such a great-looking truck, and it never went out of style. Yeah. Like, the 99 that Chevy replaced it with doesn't look as good as it does. No. And definitely doesn't hold up longevity styling wise i love those trucks and the two-door tahoes i drew up one of the two-door tahoes as like a hardcore track day looking deal yeah i'd love to see somebody build that but yeah the the later stuff and like the new good guys cutoff date 73 to 87 i want to see some people you know kind of stick their neck out a little bit and do something weird you know that opened up so many cheap cars, you know, you can stop buying rusty 69 Camaros for 15 grand for a little while and yeah. try something weird well, and, and really break necks. Yep. And, and like that uh, Maverick that Jesse Greening built. Yeah, oh yeah. And, and then goes 200 with it. The thing was awesome. 
No, I'm curious now that, you know, because there's every body style that becomes popular again, you're going to get, you know, this next, you know, um, generation of technology and just in, in minds putting their the efforts towards making it cooler, you know? I mean, there was some cool yeah. stuff done in the 90s for sure, but, you know, um, there's a lot better technology now, you know? There's just, yeah. uh, you know, there's more people involved and more people, more ideas. So. And the aftermarket's so incredible now. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can mail order everything to make any of these cars just stop, steer, handle, accelerate like crazy. Yeah, you know, no. it's, a, it's a great time to be into it, but I, just, I like seeing people just explore the weird body styles, wagons, you know, 70s and 80s stuff, G-bodies, the OBS trucks done in a different way. Not that uh, you can't go wrong with a OBS short wide box single cab slammed on wheels. Yeah, no, I mean, dude, I'm. People are putting 22s, 24s, you know, doing full, full custom on it. You know, where before, I mean, it was they were just like cool, with, you know, five, four, six, yeah. five, seven drop, you know, with wheels, right? I yeah. Mean, even that's cool, but just uh, it, it's going to be exciting, I think, just to see, just new generation of of truck enthusiasts kind of having their crack at it, you know. Especially yeah, the, one, the ones that were, you know, their dads had them, you know, or their yeah. uncles had them. I mean, they're older than C10s were when we were in high school. Yeah, right. You know, it's a, it's technically a classic truck. Yep. So it'd be cool to see young guys do their spin on it. You know, and they, I, uh, they made it for 10 years. You know? Yeah. So quite a few of them out there. Oh, there's tons, yeah. And there's so much stuff you can do with them. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm also uh, liking seeing guys do the uh, the Euro stuff. I got caught up in that and bought a Porsche 928. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like a hot rod, front engine, V8. Well, but you... uh, it, it's just, it's neat. It's something I always dug, you know, way back as a kid I was really into Porsches and knew about supercars and stuff in addition to reading Hot Rod and uh, I had a 64 Buick and it was kind of the, the Rush Fourth Wheels company car and it had an LS2 and a 6 speed me and some really good buddies with Hot Rod shops put it together they did most of it because I'm a designer and it was fun. I had it for eight years and just kind of got used to it, a little bit bored of it, and wanted to do something different. And a uh, hot rod guy from eastern Washington with a Buick dealership loved it and the fact that it was a Buick. You know, everybody else would rather have a Chevelle, but this guy dug it as a Buick, and he owned a Buick dealership, so in deep pockets and bought it for the right price, and so I just went shopping and found this Porsche, started playing with it. Then I see Rob Ida's doing a Jag, Chip's doing a Jag. Uh, Ida already did that 930 and another 930 for some customers. 
and people are just trying different things and i i dig it yeah the port i mean the porsche thing's pretty cool i mean especially some of the outlaw stuff that's happening you know like with the 356s yeah. and the 911s you know yeah it's yeah it's definitely uh it, it just takes a few people to to to, to you know break that barrier down with like the, especially the Porsche guys. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that there's guys willing to just pull on hot rod, a really valuable European car, but they're no different than us. Yeah. You know, they're, they're hot rodders and they're, they're making the cars look yeah. cool and perform better. And that's all we do. What'd you do uh, to your uh, 928? Nothing yet. It's oh, you just, you just uh, got it? Not that long ago. I okay. had a little bit of a uh, never meet your heroes thing <laughs> with it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we yeah, were talking about know. that. We do. We were talking about that last week. Never meet your heroes, right? Yeah, yeah. Dude, what happened? And it applied. Uh, I got it sight unseen out of Montana. And I don't know if the guy knew what he was doing, but it was neglected just a little bit. It's still super solid, but it's got this ancient Bosch electronic fuel injection. And, you know, it's not like having an LS motor and everything. It's, oh, yeah, I know a guy that can do it. You know, bring a laptop over to Ralph's and a hundred bucks in a case of beer. Yeah. And this is like, oh, my God, I'm going to have to you know, find some German guy and you know, pay him $500 an hour. And I neglected it all winter. The battery died, so I had to put in a new battery. And it was just like resetting your computer. And it stumbled for a few minutes and then kind of just figured it out, you know, and started running great. And then I you know, started just going through the punch list of little things to do to it and just bonding with it, you know, change the fuel pump and the fuel filter and some old switches because it's kind of a electronic maze in there. A little crazy, a little, a little overly German-engineered. And I just started bonding with it, detailing it and buffing it and stuff and gonna lower it and uh put some wheels on it nice. over the winter and have a fresh new look for the summer well but can't yeah, wait. It, it's a neat car yeah that should be fun for you yeah a little pro yeah. project everybody needs a car project the uh the buick was a little rowdy and i know that sounds like a baby or an old man but in the Porsche, you just get out on the freeway and set the cruise control at 80 and listen to the radio with the sunroof open and still have a conversation. And, and it's it's cool. Well, they're, yeah, they're both, I'm sure they're both fun, but, you know. Yeah. You know, sometimes, you you know, if you want to drive one more than the other, then I get, yeah. it, I get it, you know. You know about the uh, time your dad came up here and I uh, chauffeured him all over town? No, what, when was that? Must have been 2001-ish. 
2002. Was he going up there? What was he going up there for? The good guys? I think to meet with Morrison. Well, yeah, I, I brought him to Morrison. Yeah, because how far away and, are you from where they're at? Uh, 20 minutes. Oh, right on. Yeah. Dude, talk about some nice stuff. Yeah. Morrison makes yeah. solid stuff, dude. And Art's been at it forever. But uh, your dad called me and said, I'm going to be in town next week, and uh, I don't know my way around. I'm just going to be there for you know, the day. I'm going to drive around and take you to lunch. Like, yeah, okay. I roll up to his hotel. He must have flown in you know, after work, spent the night by the airport, picked him up. And uh, at the time, I was driving my 95 Caprice, and... I had a set of intrigues on it that I traded him for artwork, and I, I rolled up. Intrigue. Out. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Remember those? Were they, were they the? Uh, yeah. Were they in the soft the lip? No, they were in the standard lip. Yeah. They were standard lip. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, I think well, we made those right up. before. There was a few different versions we made of that. You know, we made uh, we did a soft lip version down the road, but then we did standard lip, and it had a couple different profiles. That was our problem back then. We change profiles a little bit to use different forgings you know yeah and everything was changed in the industry yeah so it's like when people go hey i got an old intrigue it's like oh send me a picture (laughs) send me a picture right if they're just asking for one wheel you're just like dude send me a picture yeah yeah i think you re-hooped a couple of them for me when i tagged a curb what so my uh and what did you have them on von getting junior a 95 caprice oh nice yeah, yeah, a '92 wagon. Those things are bad. Uh, they're great cars. So you and you uh, were so you I, were the Uber before Uber with Boyd. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Drove them down to Morrison's, then we went to a bunch of hot rod shops. That's cool. Yeah, it, it was it was fun. Yeah, the um, who else is up in that area? There's a few guys down. Uh, Go ahead. As far as building hot rod. Uh, Hot Rod Enterprises was here forever. He was kind of one of the original Northwest guys. And then uh, Street Rods by Denny, Denny Olson. He's a Northwest legend. Uh, there's a big new wave of guys coming up. Well, you know who's, uh, you know who's up in your area. Do you know Keith Russell very well? Yeah. yeah. I, know, I know him. I haven't, I haven't dude, seen him he's, forever. Uh, he's, but, firing yeah. it, he's firing it back up, man. And that dude... Nice. He's doing some ni- nice stuff over there. Yeah, he's. I I ran into him a couple years ago at the at the when I was at the same uh, Portland Roadster show, and they were okay. they were debuting a Malibu that he that they did. S- super nice. Yeah, he's still got nice. it. Nice. But yeah, no. Yeah. Um, it, it takes. I mean, that's the thing is too down here in like California with our weather and we're, being in the hot rod industry, you don't worry about you know the weather at all. You know like moving cars yeah. around and all that. Yeah, so you got to be kind of insulated over there, you know, the way your buildings are set yeah. up and just the way the shop is. Yeah. Cause out here, I mean, you can have stuff outside and don't worry about it, you know, or yeah. plan things around all that. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are spoiled. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Wait, how much are you paying for gas? You know, <laughs> right. Oh, I mean, dude, we're, we're uh, we're not Texas. It's still over three dollars a gallon. 
Yeah, I don't even know. It, it's around 350 over here. Yeah, but we get hit with taxes yeah. and everything, and just some of the laws about disman- dismantling your car now. They're they're going to prosecute. Like some cities are taking that on, where you can't dismantle yeah, the Kevin car. Yeah, Kevin ruined it even more. Oh, dude, yeah, I know. With the wrecking that car, now they're going to step in. I don't know. I just heard today that uh, they're saying that Trump is going to roll back uh, the EPA regulations with uh, with uh, California's restrictions on stuff. Because um, oh, they're saying that back when they passed the, I forget the smog act or whatever that was, that California overstepped its boundaries and to set set their own standards um, aside of uh, federal regulations, you know, over and above that. So it, California didn't have the right to do that. It would be nice. I mean, I, I don't mind some rollback because it, it's it's so dumb. Is is like a catalytic converter that I can buy on Amazon for a hundred bucks for let's say whatever car, a little Toyota or something. I have to pay yeah. for the same one that has a stamp on it. It's just got a stamp on it. It's 350 bucks. Yeah. It's the same catalytic converter. And you run the risk of if you buy the one on Amazon, even though it, it's, it's going to blow clean, right? If they yeah. do a visual, yeah. they That's do a visual, it doesn't have the stamp on it, you know, you're not, then you're non-compliant. And I don't know what happens there, you know? You got to pay fines or and whatever. Are they still testing every car back to 73? Yeah, and every um, God is it seventy three? I think. I think it is, but um, I, I don't know. It's it's just it's tough. It's 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 pretty yeah. tough out here, you know. I've the last few used. You know, when you're dealing with older cars. It's even more so, you know. And I mean, yeah. I don't know. I hope it rolls it back where we can we can do like L, uh, motor swaps and these things, you know, with. With not too much hassle. Isn't the uh, the LS3 E-Rod crate a uh, 50 state legal deal? I don't know. Is it? I think so. That'd be cool. I mean, because, you know, it's a lot, most of these newer motors are going to burn cleaner than the, the motor that was in it originally. Oh, yeah. So Yeah, they should encourage it's that. It's just like, I hope, I hope that he does kind of put, I don't know what he can do, but if he can roll back that stuff. We'll see. Yeah, we got we got to bring the we got to bring the hot rotting uh, culture back to Southern California. It's still here. Yeah, there's still a lot of it here. But when the industry moves away, you know, the stuff that supports yeah, all that sad. now. I mean, you know, you got people like Scott's Hot Rods. They moved to Tennessee what two years ago, year yeah. and a half ago. You know, just yeah. easier to do business over there. California, even the Hollywood studios are all moving out of state. Yeah, it's just. You know, not me. I'll be here, in my little building, building, <laughs> building, down. building wheels. Well, dude, we need to we need to roll on out of here, man. I'm, I appreciate you talking to us. Um, yeah. How do we find you, yeah. man? P- p- plug some stuff. How do we find you? If you want to look for your stuff? On the uh, the Facebooks and Instagram, um, Rush Fourth Wheels on both of them. And rushforthwheels.com, R-U-S-H-F-O-R-T-H. Sounds good, man. Well, you need to, I, I need to go up there. You need to come down here. We need to ride some bikes. My daughter just moved to L.A., so I'll probably be down there sooner than later, and I'll hit you up. Yeah. But, and, uh, and, uh, yeah, plan for a springtime how, trip. How tall are you? 5'8". Five eight. Okay, I'm just saying. Wait, I'll, are there I'll, any are there any girls listening? No, no, no. Six, six foot. 
No, no, no. I'm just saying we'll find a bike for you. Right on. Most of the extra bikes we have are, are large and extra large, but we'll we'll find one. No, I, I ride a large. You ride a large? Okay. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Well, cool, right man. On. Yeah, no, it'll be fun. Well, thanks for talking to us, dude. Good luck to you, and uh, we'll be talking. You too, Chris. Thanks. All right. Have a good one. Nice meeting you, Steve. Uh, Take care, guys. Jason, it's been great having you on the show. To our listeners, thank you guys for listening once again to the HRBB podcast. Uh, Look up Jason Rushforth, Rushforth Wheels uh, on Instagram and Facebook and RushforthWheels.com on the web. Uh, Till next time, we look forward to talking to you guys. We are out of here. We're out. See ya.